0: Roger. Okay, I think you're pulling the wrong one. I just Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it right so tight. Okay. Stand right.
1: Stand
2: right.
3: Welcome to the, to the podcast. podcast. This is how, how it's, it's gonna, gonna start. Do 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 do. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thanks for being here. This is the beginning of the podcast. Uh, this is my um, second attempt at doing this because I did a classic thing that happens all the time to people everywhere, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened to me in a long time. Where I Totally deleted everything I just recorded. But here's the good part. The good part is the best stuff that I recorded, guess what? It didn't get deleted. All the really good shit, all the really cool, funny, fun, musical song stuff I recorded, didn't get deleted. None of it did. Because we're talking about a high level here of super luck. It's called line luck. It's called super luck. Um, I'm popping off. I got it, okay? I'm taking deep breaths. I'm ready to blast you. So right now, I'd like to present to you a very special, one-of-a-kind song I wrote for everyone here. Here it is. It's your song. We (laughs) wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you
2: a Merry Christmas. We wish you
3: The sounds of harmony Don't you? That's a little song right now I presented it to you. It's called uh,
0: You don't have a name for it. What is it called? You don't have a name for it. It's not
3: called We Wish You a Merry Christmas. It's not called The Star Spangled Banner. I think it's called we miss you a Star-Spangled Banner. That's what I'm calling it. There, there you go. That's for you. It's for you alone. Take that. Run with it. Do with it what you may, what you will. Okay. We'll come back to you again. I promise it's going to be great. Thanks for being here on Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton, a.k.a. Jimmy Jackson, a.k.a. Uh, Jason Pepperhouse, a.k.a. Uh, Flip Tripper, a.k.a. That's not a good uh, one. The Dorgan Gunch. Boy,
0: you don't know what you're the saying. The
3: Gorgon Duncher, the, okay, the Grindhouse fine. Grinder, the, what? the Airplane Reminder, uh, the Full Spring Three Ring Big Thing Binder. You can hear an here airplane. Where I can hear we it. hold all the records for Daddy's Big Red Truck. those are the things I wanted to tell you way to bring it back home Johnny please be sure to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast if you have not done already it's super easy, super fun, super cool if you write a really cool, fun review um, it makes me happy I've read some ones recently some of them are a little disturbing but I like being disturbed it's fun to read a review that's uh, five stars and then it has nothing to do with the podcast at all thank you so much for that you can do that wherever fine podcasts are sold, uh, aka given away for free. Yeah, This podcast is a free podcast. I don't have any ads on it currently, which is a great thing for you, um, a less great thing for me. But if you want to advertise on the podcast, I'm always taking subscriptions. <laughs> go ahead. But if you really want to advertise on the podcast, what you do is you go to patreon.com slash That's the Patreon page for the podcast. There's all kinds of cool engagement opportunities there. And also the the... Uh, the the website also known as the email address is live to tape podcast at gmail.com That's L-I-V-E-T-O-T-A-P-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com and a few uh, people have been sending me some instrumental tracks that I requested last episode and they're they're amazing. Thank you so much. You're actually about to hear one of those that was sent in because I made a song I made a little song I made a, little, a little a little dinger, a little a little wing bat with it. Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate that.
0: Okay, who are you talking to?
3: But in the meantime, yeah, keep sending them. Keep sending them, and and. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say... Keep them ripping. Keep them rolling. Keep them stocked. Keep them flowing. Keep them tapped. Keep, keep them wrapped. Keep them clipped. Keep them stacked. Keep, keep them thunderous, thunderous. Keep them among, among us. Keep them tangible, tangible. Keep them handleable. Keep them coarse. Sure. Keep them flat. Yeah. Keep them rad. Catch a rat. Do it quick. Do it slow. Do Do what you want. Don't kill a dough unless you have unless to, you have to, to you unless you to, want to, unless you need to, to unless you bleed to. And in that, in that case, case, you're bleeding to bleed, to bleed then you're maybe then not someone, that we, someone need that we need we to need. need.
0: Oh by the way, thank you for sending your instrumental tracks to live to tape podcast at gmail.com. This is one right now that was sent to me from these guys, uh, cool guys I know named Brubs, an amazing band in the Boston area. If you haven't heard them, check them out. It's B-R-U-V-S, just Google Brubs Band and you'll find their stuff. Great band, but they sent me this, this instrumental track too. So, so they're, just, they're doubling down. This is not even what they sound like. They sound like, they're like rock music. <laughs> this is not rock, okay, cool, thanks.
2: A snake in my house. Why'd you do that? Oh my God, you let a snake in. You did it again. Why are you my friend? You freaking let a snake snake. Why'd you let a snake in my house? I was outside raking. Why you let a snake in? No, I'm not faking. That snake's gonna come inside. I am all my, my, my bacon. P-A-C-C-A-U-N. That's how I spell it. That's how I hope I spell it. Oh my God, there's a snake in my house. I gotta call up a bunch of mouse friends to get them to come over, and we'll just sneak back outside because the snake wants to eat them outside. If the mice are outside, the snake will go outside. I think that's right the thing to do. I don't wanna kill a snake indoors because if I perforate its intestinal tract, it's gonna smell real bad, and I don't wanna do that because the house smells good already. I took the verdinea, put it in a nice glass, added water, and it's a special air freshener. The snake's going to fucking wreck that, you know. I'll give my wife special gifts tonight. I throw up the water grass into the brim. Call the meniscus rim. Never do that shit unless you got the skills. Oh my God, you let a snake in my house. Why'd you do that? I was outside raking. You let a snake in. I'm not faking. The fucking snake's going to take all of my bacon. Oh and I'm trying to make in some cookies to give away to the cookies so they don't take my money back. Cause I made a sports pleasant, that didn't work out But not that a snake in my house. Oh my god, I actually wish there was a snake in my house. Cause chances are it would be a cool snake, not a bad snake. Cause I like snakes. Hey, snakes, come into my house. Just don't be the kind that bite. Just do be the kind that wanna fight with a dog that's twice his size. Twice more like 45 times the size. I don't know how much That's pretty dense. he do. What you do? What you do? What you did. You little kid.
3: What did you did, What you did, you little kid.
2: Hey,
0: hey, 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 yay. Hey, hey, hey.
3: Hey. Hey. Hey, welcome to the that's overdriven. Sorry. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's me. It's, uh, it's Jason Stevenson. Uh, hey, it's Jason Thompson from MCI. Welcome to the podcast. It's Johnny Pemberton. Also known as Kevin Tripcorn. Ooh, I like that. Tripcorn. I've never thought of that. have I thought about that before? If I have, I haven't said it before. Tripcorn, because I'm all about tripping on corn. What we do is take a bunch of corn, we get it wet. We grow special mold on it that causes you to trip balls, and it's called trip corn. Yeah, so welcome to Live to Tape, the podcast, the name I just said. Please check us out on patreon.com slash live to tape. That's P A T R E O N dot com slash, which is not a letter, but it's on the keyboard, live to tape patreon.com slash live to tape check it out there's all kinds of goodies there for you to enjoy at your leisure otherwise you can email me at um at at live to tape podcast at gmail.com please go ahead and do that please check out now real quickly before we get into the meat of the episode with my guest These are my upcoming dates of tour in the uh, east-midwestern area of America. we go.
0: This July, you can see Johnny Pemberton live, beginning on July 15th at the hideout in Chicago. Then in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at the Comedy Underground on July 16th. The Plus, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, on the 17th of July. Friday, July 19th, Johnny will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the Parkway Theater. July 20th, Des Moines, Iowa, at Vaudeville News. July 22nd, Union Hall, in Brooklyn, New York. Then on the 23rd, it's Good Good Comedy Theater in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Be sure you don't miss any of those shows if you have the ability to attend. Check them out, only here, at the places that I said he was going to be at. Okay. What is this crap? Is this hockey music or baseball? I don't even know anymore. Either way, it's a good game. I kind of prefer hockey because the food tends to be better, but the baseball game is uh, you know, always fun, especially if you're in the shade. Okay, I just gotta get Okay. Score. S- score! Fiber, four. Three.
2: Microphone check, microphone check, microphone check, microphone check, microphone check,
0: microphone check, microphone check, microphone check, microphone check, microphone check, microphone check, microphone check. Trying to someone is trying to hijack your computer and try to steal your personal information. If it's not fixed right away then your computer will become obsolete and all of your credential information may got compromised. thanks,
3: thanks, thanks. Thanks. i had this goddamn stupid meter song in my head for two days. Two days, and I don't really like it. It's like one of the worst songs. This song, Africa.
2: Stuck in my head for two days. It's like, I mean,
3: it's not a bad song. It's just definitely not a better one. B, Bob. Whatever's clever. But what do you like?
1: Will, William. Will, okay, yeah. Will. Yeah,
3: I, I, will I always wanted to be Will. You know that? Nice. When I was a kid, I was like, I want to be Will so bad, because I want to be like <laughs> that guy. You know who Will Scarlet is?
1: No, I don't get out much, man. I don't, well, okay. he's
3: he's he's like a fictitious character. He's Robin Hood's right hand man. Will Scarlet, I think, is his name. I thought Will Scarlet was cooler than Robin Hood. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to be... Robin Hood's too obvious. I want to be like... I want to be Will Scarlet."
1: So... I, I tried going by Bill right? in elementary school for they like do, a day. Like, oh, write your name on the tag. I was like... Try to be oh, Bill. I'm going to try to be Bill. And I was like... At the end of the day, I was like, this is kind of weird, dude. I like Will yeah, better.
3: Bill seems like a thing... A fully adult name. Even though I have a friend who's a Bill, but he, he's an adult, though, so... <laughs> Welcome to Live to Tape with Jimmy Jackson, Johnny Pemberton, it's me. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Uh I You don't have to. My name's Will. William. (laughs) Sometimes Billy.
3: So you're a professional gardener, right?
1: Uh I'm a professional pothead. Right, okay. But
3: you grow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I grow. I breed. Um all the above when it comes to the weed stuff.
3: How did you get into that?
1: Uh Honestly, after the first time I smoked weed in, like, junior high school, (laughs) I was like, this stuff is cool. So
3: you're on the ground floor, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: That's cool. Um, But, so, where did did you grow up? Long Beach. Long Beach. Yeah. Man, Long Beach is, like, the place where, I don't know, something about Long Beach to me, it's, like, a different, it's a totally different place. It's the same, It's, it's Southern California, but I feel like Long Beach is, I mean, it's where Snoop Dogg's from, right?
1: Yeah, dude, LBC. Yeah.
3: That's where, It's like a different world, kind of. I always, feel like, every time I go there, I always think it feels such a, such a cool place to be. But it's also like totally separate than everything else. You know, it's like so far away from everything.
1: Yeah, it's definitely like a, a type of like a culture, right? You know, like a, a atmosphere there. For it's, def- sure.
3: it's definitely weed adjacent, for sure. Yeah. Is it? Was it rough growing up there?
1: Um, for me, not really. It's no. Not for you. Um, I have I I feel like I have a a decent personality where I get along with almost everybody. Right. Um, and the weed always helps too. I know. bet. Yeah. It's a good icebreaker.
3: I remember so, like years ago, a pothead I knew in high school was like, he w- he was also really into golf, and he went golfing with some older dudes once, like some guys who had like you know his brother's friends or something like that. Right. They were like probably, in in my in my mind they were um, probably in their thirties, but they're probably like you know, twenty year old business dudes and they they were smoking weed on the golf course <clears throat> this guy was uh, his name was also Will ooh this is crazy <laughs> he was like so surprised like you guys smoke weed I'm like yeah you know what I've been around I've seen a lot of stuff and I've seen a lot of people every time I see someone drinking they get in a fight I've never seen someone get in a fight when they're too high and as a young man, I was like, oh, wow, that's so true. And now I know that's not really the case. <laughs> like People will, will fucking shoot each other if they're high or drunk. There's probably more violence if you're drinking, but yeah, this definitely is a more chill environment, I suppose.
1: Yeah, usually if uh, <clears throat> you have someone that's been smoking, you can put them in a corner and know they're going to be all right. right. Chilling, you know, we're kind of relaxed versus some guys that they can't handle their booze too well and they just kind of get a little rowdy.
3: fly off the handle.
1: Yeah, you're like, yeah, we kind of got to get this guy out. Smoke a bowl and chill out, dude. So you started, you got into smoking weed, but what made you want to start
3: cultivating? Because that's like a whole other thing. That's like a, it's very different.
1: Yeah. um, The cultivating part started young, probably like two years after I got into smoking. So around 10th grade. Did you have like a closet grow? No. There's this, actually there's this cool (laughs) spot. I don't know if it's still there. I actually want to go back and check it out. Um, It's off where like the 605 and the 405 meet.
3: Okay, that, that's not a place I tend to go over. There's
1: like a little river spot, but there's this like BMX underground Is it BMX.
3: South, south of the 10 or north of the 10?
1: South. South.
3: Okay, it's way south. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's like on your way to Huntington Beach, pretty Got much. Got it. But there's this like BMX spot that these like pros dug out. Right. And they would just all go cruise there. And we'd go over there and like, uh, I had a couple of buddies that were into riding bikes. <clears throat> so we'd go over there after school and stuff. Meaning BMX bikes? Yeah, and just smoke yeah. out. And we'd just throw the bag seeds out no there and we started growing. Way. So we're like, oh, bro. So we made a deal with the BMX dudes, like, hey, man, like, can you make sure, like, no one fucks this up so, you know, we, we could all have weed? How old were you? Uh, 13. Like, holy shit, man. 13. 14.
3: See, that's not, that stuff wasn't going on in Minnesota. It wasn't even, like, <laughs> there's, even the most enterprising 13-year-old wasn't, like, cracking a deal with some BMX dudes to watch a weed grow. <laughs> did, did you know back then about sexing and plants? I
1: didn't know shit, dude.
3: So there was weed growing, so it was growing, right? But... So uh, we, ha- we just moved to a new place in October, and the person who lived there before us was growing a bunch of weed, and they had a bunch of males. Like- and I-, I know enough to know that you don't want a bunch of males around your females because that's—I mean, can you explain that just to- from the beginning here, just for people who don't know? Like oh, the- yeah. How yeah. that
1: works? with there's, there's a couple ways to make seeds. You can have the, the, me- the male and the female. Okay. Right. Um, the female's going to have white hairs. Versus the male, where it's gonna look like a bunch of nuts.
3: Yeah, it's so weird because they look like little, like little testicles on the plant.
1: Like little ball sacks, little scrodes.
3: But this is something. This is something that's not unique to marijuana, right? There's a lot of plants that have this sort of dual yeah.
1: sexual nature. Yeah. Then there's also, well, when when you have that, the male will pollinate the female. Right. It'll open up its nut sacks and spew. It'll just ejaculate pollen all over it. <laughs> okay. You know, full cream pie. But then you have it to where the female will will. Will show these hermaphroditic traits, so oh, it'll really? spit out these little pollen sacs within its buds, and that'll create feminized seeds.
3: Oh, so it can self-pollinate if it wants to.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, that's actually a, a trait in the cannabis where once it gets later on in its life, mm-hmm. it'll do that to reproduce itself, so it could keep keep you know going every year.
3: So, but you said they're feminized seeds. What does that mean? Does that mean they are only produce female plants? Correct. Okay, Usually, cause they...
1: sometimes you'll still have a, a male pop out. Very rarely, but for the most part, all those seeds are going to come out feminized. Wow. But with that being said, they're still going to have that hermaphroditic trait. So if you stress it out, say it's outdoor and you have mm-hmm. just Mother Nature beating the shit out of it, right. it's probably going to spit those, those hermaph- you know, those nanners, what we call it, okay. early later than, rather than later, and then it's just going to pollinate everything and have a lot of seeds. Oh, so you don't want that? Not necessary unless that's what you're looking to do. Unless
3: you're looking to create a seed crop, crop of seeds. Yeah. So the idea is that you want to uh, treat the plants well enough so they complete their life cycle unstressed. So when they do bud, it's like a natural uh, form of their sexual reproduction, right? Like they're like, trying to. Isn't that what a, a, a bud on a marijuana plant is? It's like a. Is it the ovum of the of the plant?
1: Yeah. It's it's uh, female plants. They're. Pretty much their ovaries. Right, The, the okay. calyx is, is what's developing and turning into a bud.
3: Right. That's so crazy. But, so you got into this stuff when you were first growing. You had no idea about the male-female stuff with the plants?
1: No, not really. Like, I knew, for the most part, there was something, but I didn't understand what bag seed was. Okay. So a lot of the stuff, when I popped it, was always a female. And the first time we had the plant, it fucking hermed out pretty bad. Okay. And then we're like, oh, yeah, look at this cool. We got some crazy shit, bro. Like... I've never seen weed like that. So you thought you had some crazy good yeah. shit, when actually it was kind of just not, horrible <laughs> bullshit. Could you even smoke it? You could, but like, you, it was like old school, like brick weed, but unpacked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So does that mean it, does, it doesn't get you high, or it does? It gets you minutely high, not the high that you want to go.
3: That's so funny how that has no. It just doesn't have the THC in it. Is that what it is?
1: What happens is instead of the plant creating those the, the cannabinoids, the THC, and all right. the resin glands, it's putting its time and energy into making the seeds instead. Uh, okay. So there's kind of that give and take part. That's interesting. Yeah. So you, from there, you uh, got into
3: it. You were growing the BMX patch. How, <laughs> how did that come to an end? Did it have like a—
1: um, We just ended up growing it at the homie's backyard. Back for a while? Yeah, because that spot was like— it was like too five, high traffic. It was just five blocks from where we where we live. Oh, okay. It was a kind of a mission and, like, yeah. two in the morning, chopping a plant down, riding your bike up the street with, you know, a bunch of weed hanging out your backpack isn't really the most kosher thing to yeah, do. Yeah, probably not. Yeah.
3: Not back then. Not really, How not. long ago was that? 94? Okay, yeah, so that was what, definitely 25? not legal at all back
1: then. No, I think they <laughs> barely started doing, like, the medical stuff, but you got to have a script for that, and it was yeah. still kind of... Here and there, and I'm not sure if uh, Long Beach had their their uh, situation where you could hold up to like 28 grams. 28 grams of what of like, flour? That's that's a pretty good amount. That's a decent amount. That's, it's not that's enough, enough to party.
3: Yeah, that's enough to like for ha- a party, but not enough to like really sell, is it?
1: <laughs> not really. I no. guess you
3: could sell like to people who didn't know any better, I suppose.
1: But 28 different people. <laughs>
3: yeah, 28 different people. <laughs> So you got into that, when did did you sort of like start taking it to the next level when you're like, because you're a very experienced, you know, all about the stuff, you know, for such a long time now that you must be, I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to say is when did it become like a, like a full time thing
1: that you were just. Mm, That was in, uh, I would say officially where I was like balls in all the way in deep. It was like 2009. Okay. And that was when I got uh, laid off from my, my 9 to 5. Right. I was a salesman for an ice cream company. Really? Yeah. It kind of goes cool?
3: together, actually. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the idea you're selling ice cream. There's like, you always think of ice cream as just, it's such a fucking, I think of it as a, a sort of weed tangent thing because it's like the most delicious thing you can eat.
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. There's this Toyan song. You know that Toyan song, Ice Cream? And that's not, what's it called? Ice Cream, um... God, I always think of this song, Ice Cream Love by, what's his name? This Johnny Osborne, you heard this song before? Oh, yeah. This shit pops up all the time on Spotify for me. I don't want I've listened to this in the garden so many times, and I, the lyrics never really make sense. I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's a great song, but the lyrics kind of don't make sense. Yeah. He wants a warm, lump. He, he doesn't want an ice cream love. It's like... Ice cream's great. Yeah, yeah. We just have to be that high to understand. I think so. I don't know if Johnny Osborne was super high, but probably was. So in 2009, you got the ultimate thing, which is going to laid off which is like people always forget that's such a great thing to get laid off from a you were an ice cream salesman
1: yeah for like a, a major brand so like you I go around
3: at, trying to sell ice cream to people
1: no i'd already have accounts i go into the major grocery stores oh, okay and i go to the ice cream aisle and they're like okay i'm out of this i'm out. to i need fucking rock red okay i need right? some drumsticks all right and then go to the back stock it up and then write my order bloop, bloop, set it up through the interwebs and then did you my eat tons account. of ice cream a lot. A
3: significant amount. Yeah. Yeah. So you got laid off from that, and you're like, okay, I have to do- I
1: have to figure something out to survive.
3: And you figured out, oh, I can do- this is all in all in
1: Long Beach still? No, this is actually up in Kern County at this point.
3: Kern County?
1: Yeah. After high school, uh, my dad retired. Mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to live on my own, so we moved up there. And uh,
3: That's where there's a lot- there's a lot of good uh, growing options up there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: got that river coming through there, that fresh water, the killer kern.
1: (laughs) The killer kern. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: you moved up. So this is all up there. So you started uh, like a home grow, essentially?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Started home grow. Um, Backyard, boogie stuff, and then uh, some other friends. What's that mean, boogie stuff? Backyard boogie, just... Boogie down in the backyard, on okay. a bunch of that weed. That makes
3: sense. I thought maybe it was like a super, like a thing. There's so many things you've said so far. I'm like, oh, I think I know what that means. But it's like a, a bastardization of like you're saying like, oh, it hermed out. Like <laughs> the the weed plant hermaphroditized, right? Uh, yeah, that's such a funny thing. Like that like that's like a term, like a science term.
1: The uh, the joking term is we. <laughs> I don't know if I should use say it. we call it. Oh, dude, it Bruce Jennered on us, bro. <laughs> oh
3: my god. <laughs> so
1: you got you started to grow in the.
3: uh Mm-hmm. Uh, up in Kern County. Yeah. In your backyard grove. <clears throat> At this point, do you remember when you first learned about the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when you first learned about the whole idea of that you have to sex your plants? Like, do you remember that when that was a first rev- revelation to you?
1: Yeah. Um, that was when I would go into like the Bars and Nobles, and go into like, read all the weed books. Okay. And then start reading, like, oh. Oh, I could like do this. I could like actually just grow a whole plant, just sex like one branch and see. You can? It's, oh, yeah. What does that mean? Um, basically, you have a big parent plant. Okay. You don't know if it's a male or female.
3: Like a tree, like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So what you do is you get like a, a paper bag or something. You cover a branch for like a few days. And right. You, take, you just take the paper bag off. And then after that, that branch will show whether it's a male or female. What, what will it show? It'll show either the white white hairs coming out. Right. Or you'll see those little nuts. Well,
3: because the plant that part's been stressed. So that'll tell you if the entire plant is a male or a female.
1: Yeah, that'll that'll determine the sex. And it's not really stressing it, you're just manipulating a branch. You're changing the photosynthesis. So basically once you hit twelve hours of light, twelve hours of darkness, Mm -hmm. your plant's gonna show sex. Okay. That's when it goes quote unquote into flower. Right. And that's when you from there you got like basically eight. At least eight weeks up to fucking 12, maybe 16, depending on the strain. Mm-hmm. And that that's pretty much how long it's going to take to finish.
3: And that to, to finish, you mean like to...
1: To finish, yeah. To,
3: so to, to just... butt out and yep. to have like that can be produced? Yep. So you started this grow up there in 2009. Was it like a lot of trial and error? Like, did you have like a lot of problems or was it...
1: Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of learning Mother Nature. Um it's what, outdoor, right? Yeah, outdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, learning what bugs are good, but bugs are bad. What's what are the bad ones? The bad ones would be like spider mites, okay, caterpillars, cutworms, um, cutworms. Yeah, any any yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, There's all kinds of shit. Whiteflies, aphids. What's root. the good stuff then? The good stuff would be like lace wings.
3: Okay, those are good. Those little green ones. The right? little green ones. Yep. Oh, why are those good?
1: They eat all those other bugs. I didn't know that. Lacewings yeah. do? Lacewings. Assassin bugs are great. Assassin bugs are cool. Those, those are, are the ones that look like, those are the salsa bugs, right? There's many different types. Okay. My favorite ones, they look like a mix between like a cricket and like a tropical shrimp or something. Okay. They all have this really long, like right. spike that comes out their face.
3: Okay. Yeah, I've seen those kind. Yeah, those assass- are, those good. are good. Yep. What else is
1: good? Uh, there's some predatory mites. They're, they're like red colored. Predatory mites. Yeah, I've seen those too. Really small. Those are those are really convenient.
3: Do you know anything about this uh, orange THC worm?
1: Never heard of it. Well,
3: I don't know if this is a real thing or not. <laughs> One time in high school, we got a bag of uh, Kind Bud, is what we called it in Minnesota, of the good stuff, which is probably like not even close to as good as the as the good stuff, even like the worst stuff here right now. I had this bag I had this tiny, brilliantly orange worm in it. It was alive it was about i mean it was very small it was probably like um maybe a few millimeters long it's like like a little inchworm kind of thing but even smaller okay and my friend was like who obviously knew nothing but i believed him was like oh that's a thc worm <laughs> it's like this little worm that lives off the oh, thc shit. and i think at one point he was like saving it keeping it alive to smoke it because <laughs> i like was super fucking high and uh I think he did. I don't I don't know if it actually—I mean, I don't—what the fuck? It, it, look, it looked cool because it was so bright orange. Like, oh, yeah, this is a THC worm. It's all, like, stoned and funky. But it, I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that before. Have you ever seen, yeah. like, a little orange worm?
1: What happens? Yes, this is going to be good. <laughs> um, you'll have butterflies or moths that'll come and land on your buds and they'll lay eggs. Right. They're, like, little round. They're, like, the size of a pinhead. Like mm-hmm. a pin. They're tiny. Really tiny. And those will hatch and become worms, caterpillars. Right. And uh, half the time, depending on what they're eating and what species, they'll get all these vibrant colors. Yeah. So basically, it was just a caterpillar that was eating through that egg that made it through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just was able to eat through the bud and survive through trimming and everything.
3: And I guess it was because there was this pretty orange, it was pretty colorful weed. So maybe it was
1: because of that. It turned orange. It ate all the weed. Yeah. Cause it was it was bright. It looked really cool. It was even it was it was trippy. <clears throat> I've seen some like red, magenta, faded ones too from eating like a lot of my purple weed. Really? Yeah, they will get really cool. Have you ever smoked one? No, but my friend, <laughs> check this out. My <laughs> buddy's a culinary guy, and uh, he collected. There's one time where I let a bush. It's like my sacrificial lamb. It's like my my sacrifice to Mother Nature.
3: Okay, because you grow one just to let it just to you don't let the, alter it. You let it yeah, go. Yeah, just
1: let the let nature do whatever That's it a wants good idea, to. Actually. So. We I picked off all the caterpillars mm-hmm. and kept them in a jar, and he cooked them because they're all gut-loaded with the cannabis. They're, like, a yeah. full bud. And uh, I never ate it, but he said he cooked them. He, like, sautéed them. Like, he made, like, a candy out of it or something, mm-hmm. and he said he caught a cool buzz off it. So <laughs> I don't know if cooking it—because he knows you have to activate the THC for it to be, you know— How do you work. activate it? Uh, you decarb, decarb. Decarb? So basically you, you put whatever butter, right. weed butter you make or concentrate in an oven— at 220 degrees for like 30 minutes, Oh. and that activates it. So if you eat it, it'll, you'll get stoned from it. If you just eat straight weed, you're not gonna have any really narcotic effect from it. You'll get a little something, but not like... Yeah. If anything, it'll be more like a CBD type of effect.
3: I thought it was a thing with the cheese. Oh, no, not the cheese. I just remember my friend talking about like, uh, uh, not the cheese, but the f- but fat. I thought if you eat milk something fat. with... Yeah, yeah, if you eat anything, something with... Yeah,
1: milk fat, that'll help. That's like a pathogen. To get it really going in your system. So it but attaches still, to that? But you still want to have activation. activation.
3: I didn't realize. I thought it was the opposite, where if you cook it... Well, I guess it doesn't make any sense, because <clears> that would mean <throat> the brownies didn't work. Right. But they do, obviously. Oh, they've worked so well so sometimes. Good. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. I can't, have that any, I can't have them anymore. Really? It's just so strong. <laughs> like a thing where I made some... One, I mean, it's the kind of thing where I felt like I was fucking time, like time traveling. I oh, felt yeah, right. like I was just... I don't know just so geeked out from the
1: edibles that they're just, edibles are such a... It's a hit or miss sometimes, dude. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like a grand slam. You're like, what the fuck is happening here?
3: Well, sometimes it just incapacitates people. It makes them, oh, the day is over. The day is over. I cannot move. Yeah. I've had people who ate like a sixteenth a of a brownie and they are stuck on a hay bale in the shade. They're just stuck. They can't go anywhere. Like, they seem like they're they've been drugged or something, but they're they they can talk. Like, oh, yeah, I just can't. <laughs> it's almost like they're 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 terrified of the world, basically. <laughs> and that's probably a effect of the strain, I suppose, maybe too.
1: Yeah, sativas could do that. Yeah. Yeah, sativas. Uh, I know if I smoke some crazy sativas, I'll start getting like super sweaty palms and really? like anxious. Like,
3: damn.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird.
3: So, back to the grow. So, your first grow you were doing. Uh, when did you start, like, can you just talk a little bit about it and, like, sort of, like, the stuff that you, like, the first couple of things you learned in terms of, because you, ne- you had never uh, grown anything else, right? You were just.
1: Not really, no. Not at that that scale. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> growing outside, and I was up in, I'm up in the high desert, so it's, like, hot as fuck. Right. I'm, like, in the I'm in Satan's armpit, basically. Is high de-
3: Kern County's high desert?
1: Yeah, where I'm at. I'm in Bakersfield. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I get to, like, you'll have streaks where, like, the whole month is, like, 100, 110 wow. degrees. yeah. And it, uh, I learned how to keep the plants alive. Wow. <laughs> That's for sure. You got to keep the root zone cool. That's so how it. do you do that? Um, what I like to do is I like to get untreated forest floor, or like tree bark. Yeah. Big nuggets, undyed, big nuggets. untreated, unfucked with.
3: Yeah, I kept the dying shit for nuggets to me... I just can't fucking believe that's a real thing.
1: It's weird. It's like, what are you doing? It's almost like fruity pebbles, but wood.
3: Yeah, it's wood, but yeah, you can have to have it painted so you can have like black <laughs> chunks of
1: wood. Why don't you just use like tires? Like some bollers. Sh- I need some gold-plated, yeah, diamond-crusted <laughs> wood nuggets. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so you put a ton of the of the. Yeah, just a nice layer on top. Um, mm-hmm. I'd make sure I water, like if uh, you know, like. The sun would come up at 6. i make sure I water between 8 and 10 in the morning. Right. That way there's something for it to suck off during the day. Right. Um, that was pretty much it. Sometimes, like, if some of the strains were getting too hammered by the sunlight, I would just get some sunshade, put that sunshade over. Shade cloth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started, it was just—I just fucking put holes in the ground mm-hmm. and sunk plants in. And that was it. And it worked? And it worked. Every year, I upgraded. So, like, the next year— I put a little bed in, mm-hmm. then after that I put another bed in, then after that I start putting up frames to put extra lighting for supplemental lighting so okay. I can keep them more in vegetative state rather than just flipping it into flower on right. their own.
3: What does that allow?
1: Um, when you add the supplemental lighting, you keep your plant from going into flour. Okay. So you pretty much essentially extend the veg time so you get bigger plants.
3: Okay, so isn't that like, isn't, uh what's the chemical that, that makes plants grow vegetation? Is it phosphorus or is it nit- nitrogen? Nitrogen. So, because sometimes if you have too much nitrogen, your plants will get really like leggy and they'll be too don't long, jump. right?
1: Yeah, they'll stretch out on you.
3: Yeah, so you kind of, you do want that sometimes with weed, but sometimes you don't, right? Right. So if you, you want to have them get leggy before they bud so you have a, there's just bigger plants, so when they do produce, they're just more there's more of what there is.
1: I like doing that. I like to kind of get get my plants to really kind of stretch out and veg to start and okay. then from there start stacking because I don't like doing all the extra work to get the lowers, what I call the lowers, the, the bottom section yeah. from like the top of the soil. Like if you look at a plant like a six foot plant and you right. break it down into thirds, like tiers, like your three tiers, like your top tiers, your tier one and your middle tiers, tier two, and your bottom's tier three. Those are different quality? Yeah. Oh, I do not know that. Different quality. I always get rid of tier three. What I mean get I, rid of it? Give it to I, the hogs? I call, yeah, give it to the hogs, the dogs, the crows, and the bros. Really? Random hoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I just, I pull, yeah, I just pull all that shit off before it even goes in a flower because I know it's not going to get light. It's usually where bugs are harbored. Okay. Where they like to hide out and fucking have the bug sex That's and stuff. That's so
3: interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I've done that a lot. I mean, everything I'm talking to you about, I've never grown weed, but I feel like there's such a... I always think about that you seen that Michael Pollan documentary called uh The Botany of Desire? Yeah. I always think about that because he talks about how the best uh horticulture minds right now are growing marijuana. And that documentary was over ten years old, so back then it was really illegal. Now it's it's almost it's pretty damn damn legal in some states. Yeah. So it's less in the shadows, but all these people they were showing who are like the <clears throat> the most brilliant Gardeners and horticulturists have sunglasses on. and Have their voices changed because they they're growing something that they're not allowed to grow, even though they are doing stuff with this plant that is no one's doing with anything else. They're like they're yeah. manipulating it in a way that's. I mean, like everything you're saying right now, I, I can think about like, oh, that's how I treat my eggplant, or that's how I treat my my cucumbers. Is like um, is making sure that the lower stories don't have. A, I mean, someone told me that a while ago to clip the lower story leaves. Um, and also like the idea of having no ugly leaves. You ever heard of this before? Yep. That, I love that. That's like such a simple guideline that helps people out so much. Just the idea of, if it's ugly, it's because it's not, it's not doing well and you just get rid of it. Mm Mm-hmm. People have such uh, an aversion to manipulating plants, like, like trimming them or, um, what do you call it? Like guiding them that they, that they fuck their shit up
1: because they're scared to. (laughs) They're scared to touch it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's crazy when you also when you cut something down that's been established, like it's just gonna fucking grow right back up. Yeah. it's so funny how if the root system has been in there for like a year or two, that shit is in the. It's there. <laughs> it's there, dude. It's so crazy how strong some plants can be. It's just yeah, when they get established, it's just. Ins- I mean, I don't know what what in the vegetable world do you think is marijuana closest to in terms of
1: the way it grows? Vegetable. There's a few things. I mean, it's related to the uh, the sage, mint. Family. It is? Yeah. Okay. Sage mint, I think, uh, basil's involved in there, too. Does it have a rhizomal growth? Yes. It does. Marijuana yeah. grows... It does? Uh rhizo, like... You're talking about the rhizosphere and the rhizome?
3: Um, I think I'm talking about, like, isn't that a thing where when it does those uh, horizontal... Like, you know how mint shoots those rhizomes out, those uh, horizontal roots
1: that, that can... Like, oh, like the air roots?
3: Yeah. Not the air roots. The ones that go... Underneath the ground, like Bermuda grass, where it goes sideways, it, uh, it has, like, this way of growing where it can basically just infest an area because it's growing...
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We,
3: I, weed I, grows that way sometimes?
1: I had a plant. Uh, there's a strain called uh, witch's weed. Oh. She's, I, she's the biggest fucking diva ever. She would literally... She was, like... She reminded me of, like, a Venus flytrap, but uh-huh. she was, like... She would just eat other plants, dude. She would out, she would grow like up, like shoot out, and then lay over other plants. Wow. And then as I was like after I harvested her, I was pulling a root ball up and just pulled a root that all the way across the fucking
3: Holy shit. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it just everywhere. Like the plants, if you don't have siblings if you have a big bed Mm -hmm. and you have different varieties of strains in there, they'll start to attack each other at the root zone. They'll attack, not cross? They'll attack each other, like they'll fight for food and wow. kind of beat each other up like gang gang life. That's so funny,
3: I didn't know that because I always thought, because I have some, um, I've had problems with like citrus and watermelons where like I had this beautiful, giant, full-size watermelon I grew, it was a volunteer, and uh, we we'll cut it open. It's kind of like orange mm. and it tastes like nothing weird because it, it has that thing where i guess it it uh, grabs whatever's close to it it just sort of gloms onto that <clears throat> that yeah. plant and it becomes like this thing where I, I learned later on that they um excuse me that watermelon growers will put their watermelons like way far away from everything on a hill cuz the watermelons are so like susceptible to 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 glom. i don't know what it is like what that process do you know what that's called when the the plant leaches it's sort of like, uh, you know, if you have a, a lemon tree next to a lime tree, the limes start to taste like lemons, and the lemons start to taste like limes because of the way they
1: yeah. interact. There's there's uh, a lot of plants like, what is it, black-eyed peas and corn. Like, right. as it's growing, it'll put nitrogen back into the soil. The,
3: the, nit- the peas will.
1: Yeah. Right. So there's other plants that'll put and take... Uh, you know random nutrients in and out of the soil put it back and you know eat them up
3: because they're, they're so close to each other they do something else even to the fruit
1: yeah it's just the way the plant plant works
3: so is, but does marijuana do
1: that um to a point it usually just eats up everything
3: so it doesn't have like, a thing where if you have like two two different strains next to each other one of them won't won't become the other strain no through the proximity
1: no if anything like if you harvest the plants and they're like on each other mhm and they're touching each other, you might have something where they cure out and they kind of blend.
3: Oh, when they cure.
1: Yeah. Okay. But, but as far as like while they're actually growing and they're growing next to each other, n- no. You'd have to actually breed them. So if you had like a male plant with a female right. and did that, then you'd have that progeny of seed that would be a blend. Right. A mixed variety of different phenos.
3: Is there any kind of uh, grafting that goes on in, in the marijuana world?
1: There's people that have like grafted, but it's not really like uh, where you're crossbreeding. breeding.
3: Yeah. It's more like because you want, like, a strong rootstock or something like that? Yeah, that
1: just random, like, R&D.
3: That stuff is so interesting. Have you ever done it before or grafted anything? No. Nah. That, to me, is so interesting. I wanted to try it, it so bad.
1: I had a friend that was doing that with cactus. Really? Yeah. Like, to do what? Like, just putting, like, two cactuses together, like, having, like, this crazy, like— Wow. Like the ones you see at Home Depot? Yeah. He was with friends doing it at, like, a hobby level, selling them at Swap Maids.
3: Just because cause they crossed and made a weird cactus?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like Frankenstein cactus nuggets.
3: (laughs) That's scary shit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm always interested in the the tree stuff because I just learned recently about the, um, like, the citrus, all citrus trees, commercial ones, most of them are grafted, I guess. And you can see the graft. You can see, like, that little bump. Yeah. Because a lot of times it'll grow from the rootstock. We have this tree in our yard where if it grows beneath the graft, they're oranges. But above the graft, it's lemons.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Because
3: I guess the, the rootstock is an orange plant. Huh. But the oranges that come out from the rootstock shoots are, they don't taste like oranges. They look like perfect, round, nice oranges, but they taste, they're so sour and terrible. Weird. Because they're not, they're not oranges. It's like this weird...
1: They do that with apple trees. Right. Like, you can't, you can't just pop the apple seeds and be like, oh, I'm going to have these really delicious apples. Like, they all come out fucked up and it's weird. all grafted, right? Yeah, yeah. There's like a very specific like strain or phenotype mm-hmm. of apple that they use for like the granny smith or whatever types and they just like graft the shit out of it it's dude. the base yeah
3: they talk about that in the botany desire too yeah
1: it's crazy yeah i've watched that movie maybe five or six times it's so good it's so interesting and then the tulip when they're talking about the tulip race. oh my
3: god isn't that yeah. crazy it is crazy that the extent <laughs> with which we've manipulated tulips <laughs> Like, they're just... It's like, I'll trade you my house for, like, three bulbs, bro. Because <laughs> they have these crazy, like, tendrils coming off of them that look like... I mean, they're not... Are they orchids? or t- Are tulips orchids? I don't think they are, are they? I don't
1: think so.
3: I don't know. Who, what don't, does it matter?
1: I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. I'm so, I smoke weed, bro. I don't smoke orchids.
3: <laughs> so, when you're... Uh, I want to talk more about the the cultivating stuff. So, mm-hmm. you're talking about the how their uh, marijuana is cl- similar to, like, you said it's in the mint and... the. Uh, what other family? Mint family? Mint and or... sage. Mint and sage. That's interesting. Because, yeah, I've never thought about that. I guess it does make sense. It's sort of like a basil. It does grow kind of like basil in that way, where it gets really... Because basil's is... When it gets going, it's fucking going. Yeah. That stuff does so Monster. well.
1: Yeah. Same thing with, like, little mint mint bushes.
3: Oh, the mint bushes. I learned that the hard way is you, have... you can't plant mint.
1: <laughs> my... You
3: have to plant it, like, separate.
1: I'm, I'm half Vietnamese, so my mom, she grew a lot of... She, like taught me half to like how to like grow plants and oh so, so that's where this
3: all comes from kind of in a way
1: it's kind of in the blood yeah. yeah i
3: mean i know a lot of vietnamese people in minnesota and they were fucking amazing gardeners
1: yeah she taught me like uh i remember watching her like bending over and topping mint plants and i was like what are you doing you're like ripping the plant up she's like oh no you got to do this like you pinch this and you do this and it makes pinch. more come out Oh, like she's she, she, she was
3: taking the – topping them. She was cutting off the, yeah. the main part of the top.
1: Yep, and creating yeah. like a one, one shoot, cutting it, and then it became like two shoots. Yeah. You know, and then do it again, the two become four. and the, you know. Right, it keeps growing and growing, so you get, more, you get more leaves. Yep, yep. You could do the same thing with the cannabis plants. bend them over, top them, and turn one head into like 20. And does it
3: work the same way? Yeah. As long as you feed them, right? Yeah, yeah, Can we talk about that a little bit? Because that, to me, is the most interesting thing, is the idea of, like, wh- when did you start to learn about uh, how, how important soil was? Like, was that early on? Or was there some point when you were like, okay? That was when I got into the outdoor stuff. Because you learned about how. Yeah. What everyone always talks about is you don't grow the plants, you grow the soil. Yep. And so, I go, what, was your, uh, what was your first, like, really successful experiment in terms of, like, soil manipulation?
1: Um, when I started using, like, organic teas. Really? Yeah.
3: So how does that work?
1: <clears throat> Basically, uh, when I put—when the first season I put the plants in the ground, I I had no idea, like, mm-hmm. if the soil was good or not. It was actually really shitty. Right. So the plants were really deprived. They didn't do that well. So then I started looking into, uh, like, reconditioning the soil. So I started hemming it, like, tilling it up, um, adding, like, earthworm castings. Right. A lot of, like, oceanic type of stuff, like fucking fish emulsion, um— a lot of guanos. Bone meal, Bone mail, yep. Yeah. A lot of different poops. Yeah. Bat poops, poops. <laughs> a lot of different poops, poops. Crab, mush, like all just a bunch of random shit. But yeah. what really helped, like you said, is uh, feeding your soil, mm-hmm. you know, rather than like feeding your plants, you feed your soil because that's that's where all the magic happens, you know. Um, it's different when you go into different mediums, like cocoa and stuff like that, but as far as soil, you definitely want to feed it and keep it going. All the microbes and little living organisms and stuff.
3: So you made the, what was, talk about the tea a little bit.
1: The tea, I originally got it from my hydro guy. He had this big brewer, and I'd go in with just like an empty gallon jug, and he'd fill it up for me. Of compost and, tea? Compost tea.
3: So is this the stuff that's, um, I've never done this before, but I had a guy tell me how to do it, where you take a, like a five-gallon bucket, you put an aquarium stone in the bottom of it with an aerator, mm-hmm. and then you take like a, uh, you know, a nice sack like a gallon sack of fresh compost put it in a like a netted bag like a cheesecloth that bag yep. put in that water let it soak for 24 hours with the aeration stone going mm-hmm. then after that you take that water and you can do like a folder spray or something like that because it's loaded down with the it's like billions of microbes in there yeah. right
1: yeah you, you could do a foliar I like to do root drenches
3: so you can just take that same water and do a root drench yep but the key is aeration, right? Is that the idea?
1: Yeah, you want to brew it, essentially okay. give it a good solid day or overnight. You'll have usually when you open it up you have like a nice layer of foam on top. Really? Yeah.
3: Is that because the microbes are multiplying?
1: I believe so, some weird stuff. That's I always so called cool. it microbe poop.
3: <laughs> so, you you cover it. Can you like just describe how you would do it cuz I've never done it before. I always wanted to do it but I never like I don't know, it's one of those things where Anytime a project takes more than a day, it's hard to remember to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a such take such initiative. So you you get it from a guy who's always brewing it.
1: Yeah. Eventually, he just gave me this. He he uh, ordered these uh, boxes where it had everything you need. Like all you just pretty much get your your reservoir, your bucket, and just throw all that stuff in there. All the compost. All the comp. There's like separate ingredients, and then you really? throw it all together and brew it up, and then you get that and dilute it in uh, with your regular mix.
3: Man, those weed grower dudes—it's—it's it's a different thing. Weed science, man. I mean, they're so hardcore. Yeah, it's so much more, so much more aggressive in terms of like the. Because some guys gave me some stuff. from am humble. <clears throat> gave me like three buckets of stuff. They gave me some nutrient food, some compost, and then something else to mix all this shit together to make like this badass tea. And I've never done. Yeah, I still have it in my garage. I'm still sitting on it, man. <laughs> I feel so bad. I haven't done it yet because it's such an operation. That's but hilarious. I want to do it. So you take that tea and you just do like a root trench.
1: Essentially, yep, just, just water the plants with it. Yeah.
3: Like when you do, you do it before you water.
1: No, just, you do it as like a normal. As
3: eating. the water. Yep. So you have enough. Uses you. So you. It's enough. It's enough liquid to use that as the water for the plants. Yeah. Got it. So you just do that like in the morning when you're watering them. And that's, but how often would you do that? How often do you do like a compost um, tea like that?
1: For me, I did it like every other, every third watering.
3: Okay. So that's like every other day almost.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. So that's a well, lot. It's like once, twice a week. I try to make sure I nail it at least once a week. So that's essentially fertilizer, right? Yeah. So I should be doing that with my
3: vegetables, probably. The same sort of thing.
1: It would help. It would it probably would really
3: kick them off. Huh? A lot
1: of it doesn't really have any MPKs in there.
3: what, is, what the fuck is that?
1: Uh, is there, What's an MPK? <laughs> is there nutrients you usually have that you want to use during like uh, your bulk flower weeks? So like around starting like week four going up. It's a
3: potassium uh, or something? What does yeah, MPK stand yeah, for? Yeah.
1: It's uh it's uh, uh <laughs> nitrogen. Uh, oh,
3: NPK, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's indeed. nitrogen, potassium, and—well, um, K is potassium, right? What's P? It stands for—not potash. Well, because the three the three main things in fertilizer are what? Nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus? Yeah, that's what an NPK is, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> well, that's such a—it's funny how that's, like, become, like, such a thing, right? Like, even though there's so much more going on in the soil than just nitrogen, potassium, and um, phosphorus, but—
1: yeah, there's even like uh, when you break down all those nutrients mm-hmm. and have little subcategories of that, like specific types you Really? Of like nitrogen. What? I don't know all the science behind it. Right. Yeah, yeah I'm just, the, I'm still on the stunner side. Like, I know this stuff works.
3: Yeah, it works. I'll use this one. But you're able to manipulate it and do a great job of growing it because you've yeah. been doing it for so long.
1: Yeah, the hands on experience. You, like I tell a lot of people, you could read all the books mm-hmm. on, on the planet. But until you get hands on and practice that, you yeah. really aren't gonna get a good grasp of it. There's
3: something weird about growing things where I've learned so many things just through trial and error and just doing it that I've never read anywhere. And I don't know why I know this, but I just know I just know this is what you're doing is not gonna work. I don't know why, but like I just know that you're doing this wrong. Or like I know that like, so many people over water, that's just, just such a big thing.
1: Yeah, that's the number one thing.
3: People don't mulch. The big thing that always blows my mind in Southern California is how much people think that full sun, everything wants full sun. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. tomatoes don't want fucking full sun. No, they don't. It's crazy. <laughs> like, shit gets fucking fried out here. Where's my plant all brown and crispy, so, man? So, it says full sun on the tag. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe full sun in, like, Iowa. Like, Maybe. <laughs>
1: Yeah. A lot of things do really well in indirect light. Supplies, yeah, it's crazy
3: how well stuff can do with with only like a maybe an hour yeah. of uh of direct light.
1: Yeah, there's uh one of the spots I have growing on in the outdoor in the backyard, there's probably only like three, maybe four hours of direct light. Mm-hmm. Other than that it gets like shaded light or you know, indirect sunlight.
3: Yeah, it gets like the bounce.
1: Yeah, and it does wonderful.
3: I had a garden bed at our old place that was, uh, it was somehow, it was a great location. It was along the garage. It was, uh, I think it was, it was south facing, which is not good, I guess. And it was like, there was concrete, there was a pool, and there was a white wall of the garage. And what ended up happening, basically, is this thing would get triple the sun. It was already getting full sun. It got so much fucking. I couldn't grow anything in there. I couldn't grow a fucking thing. It got so much light, that the show would just get fucking blasted. Like I couldn't keep anything alive. Oh man, it was the most frustrating thing ever. And I, I knew my new box I just finished last week. It's it gets a pretty good amount of sun, but I just <clears throat> built some sh- uh, some big it shade cloth. Yeah, because I'm like I have to. The the whole the full sun thing is something where. I just can't <clears throat> fucking believe how much, how destructive it can be. How yeah. destructive the sun can be. Yeah. It's like I I just can't I just can't understand it.
1: Yeah. Wear sunscreen too, man. Oh yeah. That's your plants'll do to your skin, bro.
3: Exactly. Man, so I'm out there for 10 minutes, I'm fucking dying. I got to show you my soil I brought. Yeah, yeah. So I brought this cuz I'm like this has really been frustrating me. <clears throat> um but I think it's not as bad as I thought it was, but this is so check it out. Listen, right. we're going to get a live soil read right now. Let's
1: check out this sack. Let's check bro. it out.
3: So, you can see th- there's that little ball there. Whoa. There's a bunch of those in there, which I think is some type of a com- it smells clay. composty though. Really? It's got kind of a, you know what I mean? It's got kind of um what do you call it? It's got that sort of a smell to it. It's got sort of a
1: I'm Sure it's not poop dude?
3: It could be it could be manure. Yeah. It's probably manure actually. It's, it's poopish. You think it's shit? It could be. Probably cow shit? It
1: could be it could be fossil poop.
3: Fossil poop.
1: <laughs> uh I don't know. I think it's cow shit. Yeah, it's weird, dude. It's, it's like, some
3: kind of shit, right?
1: I don't know. I'm kinda of scared to of smell it. Let's see.
3: It doesn't smell very strong. No. It's not. It's been sitting outside for a while. This is some stuff I got from a company, a soil company. Really? I'm deliver a big
1: And it came with big chunks of this.
3: Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of it to fill my, my bed and my neighbor's bed, because we both built them at the same time. Gotcha. And I'm pretty sure that's some type of a manure of some sort, because it has that smell, and it's, um, I don't know. It was steaming when I first got it. It was steaming a little bit, but not, yeah. not a ton, because last time I got stuff from them, it was steaming too much, and I had to like water the soil for three weeks before it could even grow in it. Gotcha. But all my ceilings have taken off. Uh, it's not giving off a lot of heat or anything. I just worried that it's too gray and it's not black enough. You know, there's not enough.
1: Yeah. It looks like uh, it's just deprived. Like, it's already been... Like, you probably de- you probably would definitely want to add some more stuff to it. I'm not sure what these chunks are.
3: Mm-hmm. It looks awkward, though. There's a lot of rock in there, too, which pissed me off.
1: Really? That sucks, man.
3: I know. Huh. But they're small, but they're still rocks, though.
1: You should go... Uh... Did you have different options you try to getting like their potting soil mix
3: i th- see what I thought I was getting was called the nursery blend it's fifty fifty it was fifty topsoil fifty uh compost okay, which is a great blend I think for a box, but I think they gave me the wrong thing and I've already started growing I've already spent all this fucking time wheelbarrowing it out into the into my box and then I sort of like
1: this my, yeah this is second. like this is what you want to use like on like bushes and shrubs right. For, like, just, like, the, you know, front of your house type stuff for backyard.
3: Do you think I could probably reconstitute that, though? Because it seems like it's got enough organic matter I could maybe condition the, the it. The chips
1: in there are good, for sure. Because
3: those will break down, right?
1: Yeah. I think if you, yeah, if you just add some more some more, uh, some more more soil, like potty mix style. Mm-hmm. I know there's a spot up in my area that uh, they offer a potty mix style. What they do is they go to all the grocery stores. Right. And they get all their waste, their vegetable, like, you know, vegetable department waste stuff. They compost produce, it? Yeah, uh, produce department stuff, mm-hmm. and they compost it, and they add other soil, like, bark chips and stuff like that It's to just
3: it. the best, huh?
1: It's so fucking good. But the Damn. only thing is, like, for me, I, my, all my, I use it for all the cannabis gardens, but I'll have some random fruits and vegetables pop up sometimes, and I'll oh, just like, right. oh, that was cool. Because okay. it
3: didn't get burned out in the compost?
1: No. Nah. No, half the time there'll still be, like, a few yeah. <laughs> that make it through, you know, it's like.
3: All right, I'll let it go. Are you growing any other vegetables as well?
1: not at the moment, not at the
3: moment. but but no. you have you in the past?
1: uh yeah, random. Did you need to have a companion planting? um I was starting to with the cannabis. What would you grow with it? um I forgot what all exactly my buddy sent me like this seed mix, mm-hmm. and I just threw it on top and just let the top layer go
3: did you see what what came up? do you know?
1: um, I have no idea it was just like a bunch of random like it just looked like grass and weeds, okay, yeah.
3: Was it marigolds? Well, that's a big thing. People love Possibly. marigolds, and yeah. I'm trying to do like uh, garlic on the borders of my garden and maybe uh, add basil mm. to keep away the pests. Mostly, garlic's
1: a good one. I know there was uh, there was some stinging. What was it called? Stinging, stinging nettles? nettles. Yeah, oh, right. there's some of that in there. That Those stuff kind of suck. Yeah, did you guys stung by it? I did. Yeah.
3: I enjoy getting stung by nettles, actually. Really? Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's like they sting you and. I don't know. It's like a weird. I think it's cool. It's like a. It's good for pain relief. Really. If you have really sore muscles, you just get stung by nettles.
1: No shit. Well,
3: because you you don't feel the muscles pain. You feel like the fucking stinging pain. No, that's true. It's like a. It's a dumb trick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that soil, man. I feel like I might have to. um
1: I would definitely keep it moist all the time.
3: Yeah, I'm keeping it really moist.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it looks like once you let it dry out, you're gonna have a lot of dry like dry pockets yeah and that could really suck
3: it's sunk down a bunch which is good which i know it's nice and light i didn't pack it in there
1: okay that's good so i
3: think that'll be okay i have added a couple bags of pot some really good potting soil from like what happy frog and fox foxtail farms those places i put a bunch of those in there
1: roots roots 707 mix is really good is that the mix yeah roots 707 and then yeah happy frog is really really good yeah that one's loaded with some good stuff
3: do you have any type of, um, like, mycorrhizal amendments or anything to your soil?
1: Yeah, in that little box I gave you, there's oh, a little uh, stuff called Herb Natural.
3: Herb Natural. Yeah. See, there's only a few people doing that now, right?
1: Yeah, there's a few out there, but uh, I, I really am a fan of the Herb Natural stuff. See, this stuff
3: is—talk this is, talk about reconditioning.
1: This is the real thing, right? That's, yeah. Whenever, try that out whenever you need more. Let me know, dude. I'll get a gallon out to you. No way. It's really good stuff. There's a little pamphlet about it. But, yeah, it's a microbiological— <laughs> Beneficially inoculant.
3: Cool. So it's a it's a bunch of. Um, I'm trying to find. Get there. <laughs> uh, well, here, well, here it is. I think I found it. Yeah. Because I was a you know that guy Paul Stamets probably right. You've heard of him.
1: I don't get out much, man. He's
3: just mushroom scientists in. Oh Oregon. yeah 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 yeah. He's the guy who's all about that shit.
1: Yeah he's the. Oh, so this is a liquid. It's a liquid. Yeah. A liquid. Just do like a capful every yeah. five gallons of water.
3: So you you put a capful of this. In the water,
1: mm-hmm. and this
3: has a bunch of uh, what does it have? A bunch of
1: bunch of um, so some trichoderma, a lot of bacillus.
3: Wow, so this will definitely help my soil out lot significantly. Oh,
1: one hundred percent, my dude. God damn, I can't wait. Get big old nice fat juicy melons.
3: Yeah, because I'm trying to right now. I'm trying to grow okra, and I'm uh, my okra seeded. I got two varieties of okra, and I got a bunch of um. Um, I seeded a bunch of arugula. I seeded a bunch of uh, basil, and I got two juvenile—what um, do you call it? Two juvenile uh, eggplant. Cool. So those are coming up. The eggplants are—I love the eggplant because they get fucking huge. Nice. So I just have to. I'm just. I'm just nervous that the um, that the soil, once the plants, once the seed starts to germinate and get bigger, <clears throat> there's not gonna be enough nutrients for the. The larger plants. Mm. So I just got to keep it. <clears throat> That'll help
1: with your nutrient uptake as well. It'll mm. make it more efficient. So it'll eat. uh It'll grab it fishy. better. Yeah, it'll grab it better. You're probably, depending on the the plants, you might mm. have to feed it a little more or feed. a little less.
3: Really? So if feed, you, that's feed if you soil. add.
1: Yeah, if you're adding anything. Yeah,
3: yeah I can't wait.
1: That's good stuff, man. If you have any questions, just hit me up on Instagram or on Twitch or whatever.
3: I'll do it. On Twitch. That's right. You do a Twitch streaming. Talk about yeah. that for a
1: second. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, almost every day I do <laughs> I do a smoke out stream. Right. Or I just smoke weed, show off the weed I'm growing, what I'm breeding, and just cool. talk with everyone about weed stuff.
3: So you have a lot of people asking you a lot of questions, I bet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, stone Ninja. What's Twitch.tv your... forward slash Stone Ninja.
3: It's Stone, S T O N E D. Ninja. N I N J A. sir. It.
1: That's it. Easy At Twitch TV. Yeah. So, how many plants are you growing right now? A lot. A lot. Okay. A good amount. <laughs> that's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, different different areas, different lights. Um, there's a lot of stuff I'm not really allowed to show. Why is that? Um, just signatures. Like I can't really talk about some of the stuff, and then uh, just some of it's kind of oh, because
3: because it's because it like who you're working for, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Is, can you is there a way to talk about it without talk with Talking about it, uh, yeah. They're like talking about it without yeah, saying anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a thing where, how does it work in California with growing? Like, what is the what is what's the deal with it right now? I don't I don't really know. I have no idea.
1: With the growing, it, I mean, it depends on your county. Okay. Um, some spots <clears throat> they won't allow you any growing. Really. Some spots will. Um, and then from there is the type of licensing licensing you have. And you get a license from it.
3: the county or from the state?
1: From the county um i think there's some state stuff involved too mm-hmm. um but yeah after you have to get your permits then it's this full board once you have everything checked off as far as okay. like building code and you have everything right. you're supposed to have and it's all you know you got to check all your p's and q's right and then from there you just yeah you just grow hundreds of plants you'll have like wow. you'll have rooms for example that have like you know 30 to 50 lights
3: so you do a lot of indoor too
1: yeah yeah, a lot of indoor stuff.
3: When did you get into the indoor thing? Because that, to me, is that's a whole different thing.
1: Yeah, the indoor thing I just started doing because I already had to, like, veg my plants indoor for the uh-huh. outdoor stuff. So that, you know, eventually led to indoor growing. Um, started at, you know, one little tent in my place. Right. And then eventually, you know, grew at my friend's house, taught them how to grow, and then got investors that, that kind of just wow. scouted me like, Hey, I've been kind of checking you out. <laughs> You want to grow some pot for me? Make that's sure. cool. Yeah.
3: So you started it because that's a, that's a process, right? Is you have to, you say, in veg the plant out, which means you have to get it sort of started. Yeah. Because the light cycle outside isn't ready for it. So you're basically just tricking the plant.
1: Yeah, you're manipulating it.
3: So how, what are you tricking it to do exactly?
1: You're, I'm just tricking it to stay in veg, so it does not go into flower. Okay. Yeah, when I'm ready for it to go into flower, then I just change the lighting or the light amount. Right. And that's pretty much it. Can you, like, describe, like, the process from the beginning to
3: the end? Yeah, absolutely. Just, like, how um,
1: it works. Basically, uh, ideally what, what you do is you start from seed. Mm-hmm. Okay, you pop a bunch of seeds, and from there you... you
3: and you get to, how do you How do you select your seeds? Like
1: uh, With seeds, you kind of just... Uh, you go off of what strains, the parent strains. Something that you're into that, you know, you have a little knowledge of. Right. Like, for me, I like a lot of OG cushions. Okay. A lot of purples and stuff like that, so I, I tend to kind of go towards, like, cushy things and more fruity things. How many of those seeds are stuff that you've harvested from your
3: plants and stuff from you've had to buy?
1: Um, I bought a few packs in my day. But basically you're producing all your own seed. But, yeah, at this oh, point I'm so making cool. all my own genetics at this point. Wow. Yeah. That's um, crazy. I have a lot of friends that are breeders, too. Yeah. And uh, we'll swap seeds and, and clones and stuff. Wow. But, yeah, the, usually the process starts out you pop seeds, um, you go through a hunt, and you find what you call a a specific pheno so basically it's like mom and dad okay Mm -hmm. is the mom and dad plant the seeds are the kids and from there you pretty much find the best kid
3: so you how do you select the best one
1: it's it's for me i go by basically how how good is the shit how how killer is it like the frost the taste has it hit all the check marks talking about the buds the buds yeah okay the final product how much did it produce how big how easy was it to grow was it, did it have a tolerance towards any type of bugs or disease? Right. Um, How did it affect me, you know, or uh, the other people that smoked it? Right. Um, Just, yeah, just basic stuff like that, you know.
3: And then as far as the actual seeds themselves, is is there like a thing with the seed where... You know, you you look at the seed physically and inspect it and decide this is a better. Uh, uh, not really.
1: Not really. There's physical. some myths like, oh, if, you know, if the butt looks like if it looks like a crater, or if it's pointing out, it's going to be a male or a female.
3: That's not true, is it?
1: No. No. I remember hearing
3: that when I was first. I was I went a young through,
1: guy. I went through on purpose and got all the weird ones that I thought were going to be males, mm-hmm. and it was still like 50-50, half for wow, females, half that's for males. so funny. Yeah, it's weird. I, I was hoping for that. I was like, oh, I hope this works, bro. Yeah. save me so much time. It would. Yeah, it save a lot of time. So and, you take the seeds, then how
3: do you uh, start your seeds?
1: Um, for me, uh, what I do recently is I get the herb natural. Okay, that's the liquid? The liquid. Okay. Just, I'll get a cap full. Soak the seeds in there for like thirty minutes, and then okay. from there I'll put them in a moist paper towel. Mm-hmm. Within twenty four hours, I'll have tap roots popped out.
3: And then what do you do?
1: From there, I'll just uh, get my medium, usually it's soil. Okay. Get like one knuckle, a little over a knuckle deep in the soil, throw the uh, the ceiling in there, and just kind of like a little bury pot it. or what kind a little, of like a party cup. Like okay. Red Solo cup, just to styrofoam get cup. Yeah. If you have a little cute pot, put it in there. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's about it. And then from there. Um, yeah, you just water it. Do any type of manipulation as far as fem topping or topping.
3: Is this going to be indoors at this point?
1: Uh, you could do it indoor or outdoor at this point.
3: Okay, so the light seedlings. doesn't matter as long as it's getting some light.
1: Right, right. Um, from there, you grow the plant out, and then to
3: how, to how big do you let it grow in that little um, cup? Maybe
1: for the cup, you probably want it. Once you put the seed in there, you probably only want to give it like a couple weeks.
3: Okay, so it'll probably be like a few inches tall, maybe.
1: It could be a few inches. inches to like a foot tall.
3: Okay, so once it's that, you want to take it out of there.
1: Yeah, take it out of there and just put in a bigger pot.
3: And what about the lighting stuff here? The
1: lighting, you you want to keep it at at least sixteen hours of lights on. If you could keep it at eighteen hours of lights on, then you're you're solid. So at
3: this point, a lot of this stuff we're talking about right now is probably artific- is using artificial lights, right? Or yep. indoor. you can
1: use uh, T five lights. What's that mean? T five. <laughs> it's a type of light bulb. It's like a, fl- a fluorescent bulb. Right. T5, there's T8s, T12s. Um, you use LED lights, mm-hmm. ceramic, metal highlights. TV, does TV work? TV, <laughs> like a, uh, a really big, I wish t- big screen a giant TV. LED light, <laughs> yeah, LED <laughs> Just TV. Just put it in front of the fucking
3: TV and leave it, leave it on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish, dude.
3: That'd be great.
1: That'd be pretty. Someone's got
3: to make that a TV that gives off so much light you can grow plants.
1: We should call Samsung right now.
3: Yeah, Samsung, the weed TV. Yes.
1: You can watch TV and grow weed at the same fucking time, dude. And
3: just burn your fucking eyes out. You're dead. <laughs> My retinas. <laughs> <And> they're gone. <laughs> so you have the, So so once it's there, you put it in the—you're you're doing what you call vegging out now? Is that what this yeah. is? Yeah,
1: yeah. Keeping it in a vegetative state.
3: Okay. Because if it gets—when the light lowers, the plant thinks that it's fall, and so it wants to produce seed or bud or—it wants to reproduce.
1: It wants to go into flower, yep. Okay, It so wants to fruit. Got basically it. essentially.
3: And so if you don't um so the, how does it work then so okay this could be any time of the year that you're doing this cuz you're providing artificial light mm-hmm. then when you decide you want to when do you decide it's time for to to push it to fruit?
1: That's de- depending on uh your time and space. So like how like much how big do you want? You could put them out when they're like 7 foot tall and I'm like all right, I think she's ready now. And I think it'll just explode. It'll go ham, yeah. Man. It'll go crazy.
3: But that's a big thing. You can't move that around. Uh, like a piano dolly, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you have a dolly, you have it on rollers. To wow. begin with, her, you have some really buff-ass fucking farm workers. <laughs> hey, big boys, I need to move this big girl over to the corner.
3: So the so the main thing to get it to fruit is is the lighting change. It's not anything else?
1: There's no uh, chemical the thing? There's food, no water the thing? The food as well.
3: Okay. So what is, how does that work?
1: Um, basically, like if you're using bottled newts. Right. Uh, you'll have your, your vegetative nudes, okay. and then from there you'll have the flower nudes. So you'll go from veg to bloom. You'll start using all the bloom stuff. But if so you have a like bl- a super soil, uh-huh. it won't really matter because you already have it in the soil to begin with.
3: Oh, so it's really the lighting that's tricking it.
1: It's the light. What
3: about water? Because a lot of times I think people—I remember someone asking me about their eggplant. I kept going, mm. It kept going—it just wouldn't put in put on fruit. I was like, you get, you got to stop watering it. Mm-hmm. If you stop, if you cut water a lot of times certain plants will just okay, I'm I need to start fru- uh, fruiting now cuz the um, the water's being cut. So, is that a thing with weeds as as well?
1: Uh with weed, you definitely there's there's a there's a little finesse when it comes to watering. That's for sure.
3: Cuz you have to figure out how to give it enough but also how to Not make to it overwater. think it's going to
1: yeah, you wanna. It, it sucks too because there's a lot of strains that like so that they only like to get water when they're dried out,
3: right? Like yeah. almost
1: completely dry, where they're almost limp, where they start to to start to you know kind of yeah limp yeah. Out. So you got to water them, and at the same time, they don't like too much water. Mm-hmm. So it's they're really fucking dived out. You're yeah. just like, all right, you want exactly 150 mils of water? All right, baby, here you go.
3: That's fucking crazy. I've never thought about that. Anything on gardening? I've never been like. Oh, it's That's nuts. so much. That's so difficult.
1: It's crazy. This uh, this last room I just harvested with 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 that. Um, mm-hmm. I have a drip system, and I have a pump called Dab Pump Junior, or Dab Dab Pump, Dab pump Mini. <laughs> it's Funny. I'm like, what the fuck is this name? But anyways, I could dial that in to where I could get seconds of watering. Wow. Where I could be like, okay this these this room gets like 25 seconds of watering every every 15 minutes wow and it's just like a dial feed pump feeding that's um, cool yeah and it really it'll really sway and affect the plant in the way it it flowers out
3: mm-hmm.
1: um you could even save time in flowering by doing that and feeding it like that yeah it's where it gives it enough enough yeah. to like eat and breathe at the same time so you're not overwatering. it's just like slowly getting like an ivy drip right yeah
3: that stuff is so complicated. It's. it's <laughs> I remember when I first realized that that gardening like that. My friend was like, because <clears throat> I was complaining about my plants, just being like, God, this is I'm so much trouble with this and that. He's like, you're a, you're not a farmer, you're a gardener. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not a fucking farmer. I don't have to. I don't have to I'm not making these to sell. To, I'm not selling a, th- a thousand bins of grain. I'm just trying to make enough to. Maybe have uh, okra for dinner once a month, you know? Yeah. It's like you so easy to forget that. But in your case, <laughs> you're fucking, you're a professional, you're a farmer.
1: A little bit of both. Do you, do you consider yourself a farmer? I'm just a stoner from a different boner, dude.
3: But you're basically a farmer, right? You're like a, I mean, it's cool to think that. You're like <laughs> a, a type of a farmer.
1: If anything, I guess I'm like an urban farmer.
3: Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, it's such a, I don't know, I would love to be a farmer at some point to have like enough stuff where I go, yeah, I guess I'm kind of a farm, like a mini farmer, a micro farmer.
1: Micro farmer. Yeah.
3: Do you play any music for your plants at all?
1: Uh, occasionally, yeah. What do you play? Just whatever's on the Spotify.
3: Well, what's like, what would that be? Let's, let's play it right now. It's just an idea for the plants.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> the, the last song I let them on was from uh, Turbo Negro, City of Satan. Turbo Negro? I haven't listened to them in forever, oh, dude. Yeah. City of Satan was the last one they were listening to. We we're rocking out together. What's it called? City of Satan. City of Satan. Yeah. I forgot about this band, dude. <laughs> dude, they're, they're fucking ripping. We're down the street. Yeah. Like, City people City would die at their concerts. Like, they're hardcore.
3: Sky, like, what? Am I having such a good time? City
1: I don't know, like, Code Eater or, like, getting beat to shit or. Who knows, you get Where are they off from? Stage? They're
3: from like Sweden or something. Yeah, or?
1: yeah, like yeah. Dutch or something. They're they're fucking from, awesome. Someplace
3: dude. cold. So
2: <laughs> oh yeah. This guy's
1: you about a city cool. He's cool. He's was it Jackass? Was the Stevo and Chris Pontius? Oh they probably didn't have a song with them? They had a song, like their opening song. Was, was oh you a mean Turbos Wild movie. Boys? That's what it was, yeah, Wild Boys. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say oh look it up here. Apocalypse dudes. Uh, City of Pamp Pampers. I think it was that song. City of pampers Yeah. Or no. Time era Pampras? It's The Age of Pampers. Age Pam- Pam- Pamp yeah.
3: Let's hear that shit out there. The angel
2: Catarius.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember this EP. This is from 2007. Eight, yeah. So people can follow you on
1: Twitch. Twitch. Yep, twitch.tv forward slash stone ninja. Stoned. Stoned. Ninja. ninja. I smoke you, weed every day, bro. I can't wait to watch. Dude, yeah, come by and hang out, dude. I
3: can't. I, yeah, I'm already so excited to put this stuff in my plants.
1: Dude, if you have any questions, let me know. Okay, I will. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. people who also have questions can watch your Twitch stream. Yeah, come, and come to the Twitch. To if, the Twitch. If we're not smoking weed, I'm playing video games. I might get back into uh, Grand Theft Auto RP roleplay. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it's, it's so fun. popular now. I had a, uh, my character called Miso Miso Hybra. <laughs> is the Asian dude like, oh, hello, Playboy. My name is Miso Hybra. <laughs> you want the vice? Lead man, come down.
3: That sounds like a, that's a Vietnamese accent.
1: I'm half Vietnamese. I know like, it's in the blood.
3: I totally recognize it because like I grew up around so many Vietnamese people. It's definitely a very <laughs> different accent.
1: It's very distinct. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Do you make any Vietnamese food at all?
1: I try to. Not try really. To. Yeah. Yeah. yeah There's a really good pho place down the street from my my house. I love. It.
3: <laughs> thanks for being here, man. Dude, I thanks appreciate for having it, me. I Thank you so it. much for all the advice and all the uh, yeah. equipment here. I can't wait to get growing.
1: Yeah, same here. Thanks for the opportunity, dude. Peace.
3: Peace.
1: A podcast network.